It's Brave Man with Paul Lewis Cole. Wisdom and courage for the journey. I'm on with uh, Nancy Houston, uh, a great friend and uh, one of the world's leading authorities on how to uh, deal with stress and crisis. I mean, you actually work with as a psychologist, uh, key people who deal with huge amounts of stress. So give me your, a little bit of your background and then I'm going to ask you some questions of how in the world am I going to make it <laughs> you know, through this whole thing? Yeah, well, that's a great question, Paul. Um, just a little bit about me. Gosh, I have been a licensed professional therapist for about the last 20 years. Wow. Um, so been on staff at a mega church as a pastor um, and was over crisis marriages. So I have worked with lots and lots of people in crisis. Um, I'm also a sex therapist. So I've worked with a lot of people have a lot of sexual trauma mm. and just, you know, hard things going on in their lives. So, um, yeah, great question. How are we all so going to get through the next? Yeah. So you've helped people and those are some of the most difficult situations, you know, yeah. because uh, your husband, Ron and, and Judy and I, and, and you were all friends. Uh, whenever somebody asks us uh, about you, I say, oh yeah, Nancy's our sex therapist. And so, <laughs> And Judy, I'd say, uh, <laughs> invariably, that's when Judy hits me. Because, no, she's not. <laughs> but I mean, those are stressful things, right, in yeah. people's lives. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, trying to just be upbeat. Rah, 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 rah. But I think the rah, rah kind of wears off uh, after two days, and I've already eaten half of my quarantine food, <laughs> you know, raw, raw leaves. How do I deal with reality, Nancy? Well, Paul, I'm glad you asked that because honestly, what we really need right now are people who can attune to us. So if I say to you, Paul, I am really stressed out because I am having to change a whole paradigm of my business right now, which I, I personally am. Right. Mm -hmm. And so if you, Oh, Nancy, it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. God's going to get you through. Well, that, that has not hit my target. I need somebody who's going to empathize with me and say, yeah, that's hard. Mm. And that's a lot of shifting to do in a few days. And this is stressful and not minimize our feelings, but you know, like that's what I love about like David and the Psalms is like, he gets his negative feelings mm. up and out. He expresses yeah, he them. And, you know, if we don't do our grief work, we end up being bitter, angry, controlling people. Mm. What do you mean and by so, that? What do you mean? To, you mean because some things have died, because some things have changed so dramatically, it's almost like a yeah. death? Is that what you mean? Well, you know, Paul, I think when we talk about grief, we all think about like a death. Mm -hmm. but I think to be healthy emotionally and spiritually and relationally and psychologically, we have to grieve our small losses and mm. big losses. So this week, all of our worlds have changed. We think twice about even going to the grocery store, you know, um, like they're saying that not to go see our grandkids right now. Well, that feels like a really big loss for me. Wow. Yes, it does. Yeah. 
and just our regular ordinary lives have kind of been turned a little bit upside down and so to just stop like on Monday when I was having to cancel all my in-person groups that I do my in-person meetings I just realized I need to just sit down and let myself cry for probably about three minutes and then I'll probably be okay but to make time to do that is so important otherwise we're just angry and bitter and we go into control mode and then nobody really wants to be around us you so, know so we push people so control mode boy you've hit it um maybe part of this nancy you know as we're looking we don't know what's going to happen so in a sense we have no control and if there's one thing we like as north americans as any western cultured person likes <laughs> whether we're in france or peru mm -hmm. Uh, we like control, don't we? Yes, we are a controlling bunch, you know? How do I deal and with that as a follower of Christ? So I do think if we let ourselves grieve and then put some people around us who can just tune in to what you're feeling and even say to people, hey, I appreciate right now that you're trying to encourage me. Kind of what I need right now is just, maybe that you could validate this that this is hard for me mm. and that this is scary for example yesterday i was on a group zoom meeting because we're all going to zoom right and uh, you know the the leader of the meeting said hey let's all just check in how's everybody doing and one of the women got pretty choked up she said my mother is mm. in a nursing home and she's got alzheimer's and she's so confused and scared and all I could do was look at her from outside of the window and sit, watch her cry on her bed. And she said, and now they're even saying we can't even come to the window. And um, oh. so we, we just stopped our meeting and two or three of us just said, hey, I, I can see the concern on your face and this is scary. And I am so sorry. Yeah. And I am with you in yeah. this. And, and I, think, yeah. I think we need, instead of, you know, you can do all things through Christ. I mean, there's a time for that. But I think first we need to give people some of those relational ingredients that they need. So that is real community. So yeah. now there are most likely for anybody watching this right now you probably know someone that you need to call somebody you need to speak to somebody you need to say uh hey how are you i've probably called uh, a dozen people in the last couple of days hey how's your kids yeah. you know did they did they get home uh you know all these different things are they working from home so yeah. this is really maybe uh, a time where we as the body of Christ can really be community. In other words, you know, somebody who needs not just to, Hey, go get them. <laughs> you're, you're a tight, you're a champion. Go for it. They need, Hey, yeah. uh, how are you actually? So, yeah, like, so we have to, to go. Be your exactly. We have to go beyond the, the lobby of the church. Mm -hmm. You know, we try to be, you know, hey, how are you? But it's usually, hey, how are you? Good. Yeah, me too. Yeah, great. Boom. And then, yeah, 
Now we actually need to say, how are you? And we need to listen. Yeah. And, and, you know, I love to ask people, you know, how are you? And then I love to follow it up with, no, how are you really? Like, yeah. I really want to know how, how is the real Paul Cole? Yeah. You know, what's this been like for you, Paul? You know, cause I've honestly, Paul, I mean, just a side note, I know how much travel and I, I've, I've had moments of feeling concerned for your safety and well-being, yeah. you know, so yeah. I'm glad to see you at home. Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> yeah. Good well, I got one of the last flights out of Peru before they closed the nation down. So that was an amazing thing. But, uh, the, you know, it's like my neighbor, uh, Brett, I was talking to him today uh, at social distance or what, what's that called? We were supposed right, to do? Yeah, yeah. Social, yeah. Social distance. So, <laughs> yeah. So we salute each other. And Brett goes, you know, he said, I've had a dry cough for a week. He said, but I always get one at this time of year where we live. It's flowers are coming out and stuff. So it's like, he goes, man, I get, I had to keep myself from freaking out. You know, mm -hmm. how do I deal with uh, the fear yeah. issue and, and the stress it brings? And then the other thing that happens, I get mad. It's like, this is not right. Yeah. Right. Well, Paul, you know, I think for all of us, it's different, but we have to really tune into ourselves. Like I noticed Monday, by the end of the day, I was feeling stressed out. I'm like, okay, what made today different? Mm. Well, I read more news feeds. I turned on the news two or three times and I'm like, okay, I cannot, I cannot do this. Maybe others can have whatever, but I, for my mental health, I cannot be just feeding myself this and losing my structure and just focused on this crisis. I have to have some balance in my life. So I remember I worked some crisis hotlines during 9-11, um, just, you know, as a public service. And I would ask people, hey, how much TV are you watching? How many times have you watched the Twin Towers come down? Yeah. And then say, oh, all day long. And I'm like, please turn off the TV and take your kids to the park. Wow. And go for a walk. You cannot do this to yourself. So you know yourself better than anybody, but you've got to monitor how much negativity you can take in and, and fear mongering and crisis. And, you know, you just, our minds can only handle so much of that, Paul. Yeah. You know, the, uh, the thing is the, the news media, by and large, newspapers, television, news, all that, was yeah, losing yeah. viewers like crazy before this happened, to the point where uh, ESPN was, even the sports channels were laying off people. Uh, Washington Post got bought and sold. Uh, you know, New York Times is laying off people. And so over and over and over, the news media has just been shrinking until the last seven or eight days, and they could say, we're the only place you can go for news. And, and it's just become shrill. And the yeah. thing we have to remember is they're actually in business to get viewers. Yes. Right? Yes. So even the way they report something is, it, it has been ramped up. And yeah. we just have to, you know, I mean, I, I think we all need to be smart and be aware, but limit how much negativity you're taking in. 
you're a relational expert. And uh, so how do I navigate? Uh, how do I navigate being around, you know, uh, I heard this funny one uh, the other day. And it was a guy who said, I've been working from home for two days. And, and already my wife has reported me to HR for sexual harassment. <laughs> so good. How do we navigate yeah. this? We're going to be really close a lot more than normal. How do I navigate that? How do I keep my personal space when I don't have any? I mean, help me with this, Nancy, and help us. I think we have to be aware of our own stress responses. Like I could tell Monday I was stressed. And so I got a little snippy with my, my sweet husband yeah. and I'm like, and, and so we've kind of talked about that, like at different points, different days, we're going to be stressed by this. And how can we give each other just some grace and not take that personally? Wow. Right. And respect each other's work schedules, even though we're both now working from home. Mm -hmm. And and have some respect for each other's routines. And, you know, check in with each other like, hey, how are you doing? What do you need? Um, you know, you seem a little tense. Are you are you doing okay? How are you doing with all this? And but but giving grace to each other, because we're all probably gonna have some snippy moments during this time, right? Whenever I people have, get stressed, we yeah. get a little snippy. Yeah, I get, you know, I fly a lot and travel a lot. And uh, apparently, apparently, according to my wife, there are some snippy moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, right? But, but she's real good at saying, are you okay? Or, yeah. you know, do you need a bowl of cereal <laughs> or something? Yeah, right, right, and, exactly. Yesterday, I just went for two totally random different walks. Um, I was doing business on the phone and I'm like, you know what? Why don't I just go outside and take a walk? Wow. There's nothing keeping me in this house. I can go for a walk. And, you know, I thought it was so interesting. I read a study by um, some professors at Stanford University and they took two different groups of students and one group of students, they had them stare at the gray science building and another group of students, they had them stare up at uh, a group of trees, beautiful, green, full trees. And then they had a student walk by and drop a box of pencils, kind of in the middle of both these groups. Well, the students who had been staring at the Gray Science Building didn't move to help the student pick up the whole box of pencils that the student had dropped. The students who had been staring up at the sky and the green trees they all gathered around, helped picked up the pencils. Wow. So it just was the point of that. The experiment was to say, you know, we've got to give ourselves neurological breaks and we can mm. do that by going outside in nature. So mm. I just want to encourage you all like get out, take walks, take breaks, just like you take a coffee break at work, you know, or go to the water cooler and have a few, you know, visit with, with some of your coworkers well, you can't do that right now. Go out and take a walk. Call somebody. Really, really stay connected. Like some of my girlfriends this morning, we did a Zoom meeting and we just laughed about stupid things. Like, can I go get my hair colored? And, you know, and we just laughed and laughed. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so much better. You know, that was, that was one uh, a little 
uh, meme that Judy saw the other day. She said, what's going to happen at the end of all, of all this is we're going to find out everybody's real hair color. I know. It's terrifying. <laughs> okay. You, you mentioned something about schedule. And a little bit before that, you talked about structure. Yes. I, I think it, in the midst of chaos like this, it's easy for us to get unstructured. Yes. How important is that? Oh, my gosh. We don't know this, but our structure is part of what keeps us all sane. Wow. Like, we have to, we have to put daily structures and routines. Now, you know, for two or three days, it's great to think, man, this is awesome. I get to work in my PJs all day. But after day three or four, you need to start getting up at the same time, having your usual morning routines, you know, get, get dressed you know, put on some makeup, shave, you know, do things. So when you look in the mirror, you're like, Oh, I look, I look human today. I, I, you know, <laughs> and then, and then have, make a schedule for yourself and stick to it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. uh, there was a, a friend of mine, I think it was, I can't remember if it was Carrie Newhoff or Ronnie Doss or one of those guys that the other day said that flannel equals failure. <laughs> Right. If you stay yes. in your pajamas, you are not going to end up being sharp or on top of no. it. And it seems no. like a cool thing. But those of us uh, who have worked from home for many years, and I've had an office in our home since uh, the late 90s, I guess. Uh, I've had, we have an office in a studio, but I do a lot of work here. And uh, yeah. I've discovered that I've got to get up at a certain time and I've got to get at it at a certain time. And I have to actually discipline myself. Paul the Apostle said, we discipline ourselves not out of hatred for ourselves, but out of love for what comes out of it. Yes. And so yes. all true discipline comes out of love. We know that. The Father loves us, so he disciplines us. We discipline ourselves not to beat ourselves up, but in order for us to be better. And frankly, yeah. those of us who are healthy, let's say, of mind, healthy in our spirit and body, I think we need to be sharper than ever right now, Nancy, in order to be there for people who are going to have a really difficult moment. There's yes, a, yes. We have a friend who's, whose wife has Alzheimer's, and he's so concerned because he, he, like you said, can't be there, but she can't remember to wash her hands. No. She doesn't even know what that is, really. Yeah. Even though if you talk to her, there's this conversant moments. And I think about those kinds of things, and I think, you know, that's the guy I need to be strong for. And if I let myself go, you know what I'm saying? I care more about me than I care about him. It's like the per person who needed 180 rolls of toilet paper. You know, if you need yeah. 180 rolls of toilet paper to make it through 14 days, you've got a bigger issue than the coronavirus. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Right? Panic. Toilet and what you're, and what you're yes. really saying is, I'd rather be okay and my neighbor's not. Yeah. And I think this is a time where, where we, if you will, who are feeling good and, and feeling healthy and talking about these things, Nancy, with, you, with people like you, I think we owe it to them to be at our best, to get up. Do your push-ups. Yeah. Do your exercise. You can't go to the gym? Fine. I went and bought an exercise mat yesterday. I bought some other stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, Judy, Judy did an online uh, workout. You know, yeah. we're going to stay healthy. You know why? Because there's people who, who can't navigate this, you know? Right. So get out, do things, but keep the structure. Keep, yeah. keep that, stay in the word of God, right? Yeah. Keep your yeah. mind renewed. Uh, Romans uh, 12, 2 says, says your life is changed by the renewing of your mind, and the renewing of your mind comes through the word of God. My friend Rod Anderson said this. He said, faith comes by hearing, but so does fear. And I think mm -hmm. that's the first thing you talked about is what's our intake? What's our intake? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So yes, now I'm, I, I'm navigating this uh, with walks, nature, all of this structure. I think these are all key. If you could give me uh, one thing, you say, "Hey, don't forget this." In the midst of all this, don't don't lose sight of this because we're easily distracted by all this stuff. Or if you got a couple things, what would that be? Well, you know, Paul, I just want to emphasize something you're saying here because you know um whenever we do something kind for somebody else you get you get a dopamine hit mm. you know even if you're walking down the you're in the airport and somebody drops their ticket and you bend down pick it up hand it to them yeah. your brain gets a dopamine hit wow and so there's something about this social responsibility right now that is so huge that wow. I'm, I'm not going to go to Costco and buy a thousand rolls of toilet paper because then what about my neighbor? You're so right. And so like, I want to, I'm retooling my business right now so I can do everything online. And I'm thinking about my niece who works in New York and she's an actress and a singer. And so she has no work right now. And I'm like, you know, I, I want to keep working in case I need to send her some money. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think wow. this is kind of how we all know people who work who are hourly workers who are going to be out of work, and we need to be thinking way beyond ourselves. That, you know, and how am I going to get through this? Your brain is going to be happier if you are thinking about yeah, I'm, I need to be smart, I need to plan, but how can I think about others right now? And like you said, calling people, reaching out, checking in because. This causes hardships for different yeah. people in different yeah. ways. And so I think the first thing we can do, do is attune to others and be grace-filled and compassionate and kind and merciful and grace-filled towards mm. others. And that's huge. That I think that's going to keep us all, will help us all be the healthiest and come out of this better. I love that whole thing. It's like... It's like, kick up your dopamine hit. Get a dopamine hit. Yeah, right? Help Which somebody. Makes us, they're God, God's happy drugs. Why not utilize them and do good things for others, you know? Well, you got the dopamine hit when you help somebody, and then you get the, the next level, which is oxytocin, when you do yeah. something with a group of people helping some people, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. That bonding hormone. Yeah, the bond, so I call true. it the, the compadre chemical. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, just a few things that I think are important is you need people who can tune into you. You need people who, who can give you hope. And I don't mean, you know, that false hope or cheerleading, but like, right. Hey, Paul, I believe you're resist. I believe you're resilient. And I know this is super hard, 
but I also want you to know that I'm here for you and you're not alone in this. Yeah. And that's, that feels encouraging, right? That's what I mean by encouragement. Right. And then perspective, like, you know, keep your perspective healthy. America, the world has gone through atomic bombs. We've gone through swine flu, Spanish flu. We've gone through all kinds of things. And God is good. And he gets us through and there's things mm -hmm. for us to learn in this process. And then um, just reality that you're going to have moments where you're stressed out and you're cranky and your spouses and your kids are going to get a little whiny and people can get scared and where we just practice having more grace for ourselves and others and kind of go, yeah, this causes uncertainty and people are um, feeling off balance and how, how can I just walk through this day with grace and love and then practice having structure, you know, man, structure is good for us. You know, Paul, years ago, they did a, they did some research on kids on a playground. And if the playground, you know, like big piece of property, right? And if the playground did not have a fence around it, then the kids would stay huddled in the middle. But wow. if there's a fence around it, the kids would play to the boundaries of the playground. Because if we have boundaries and structure in our lives, we feel safe and then we can explore our options. If we don't have structure and boundaries, we get scared and we start closing down and we huddle and we want to stand, put the covers over our head and be like chicken little and say, the world is caving in, you know? So, so, my, so, so my children, if I'm a parent, I've got young children at home. I'm, yeah. they're, they, it's going to be healthier if I give them structure. Rather than yes. say, hey, guys, you're home, whatever you want to do. If I give them structure, they're actually going to feel safer? They will feel so much safer if you wow. say, okay, kiddos, we're getting up now, and then we're going to, do, we're going to get dressed, we're going to have breakfast, yeah. we're going to, you know, yes. And you have their days planned for them just like if they were going to school or anywhere else. So the more structure we can give ourselves, our children, our loved ones, even our friends, like, hey, how's your routine doing? Have you thought about getting back into some sort of new rhythm? You know, yeah. that'll help us all feel safer. You know, I was at the, uh, uh, I was at a grocery store yesterday morning and there was a young lady that was bagging my groceries and she was running back and forth between three different outlets or whatever they call them, check stands. And I said, uh, I turned to her and I said, well, how are you doing, Liz? She said, man, I've had, I've worked 50 hours in the last three and a half days. No, it was in the last four days. I said, 50 hours? I said, well, how are you doing? She goes, well, first of all, she says, I'm really going to be happy with my paycheck. And secondly, is this has not been easy. I said, well, I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you being here doing this and how much it means to me and to all these people. She said, well, thank you. And you know what oh. I've found? Almost every place I've been is people are like that. There's a sense of, okay, we're all in this together right now. It's sort of like, it's like Independence Day, the movie, when the aliens come and and uh, all of a sudden, everybody who was against each other has to pull together. Yes. Right? So us against the aliens. Well, this is an alien, the coronavirus. Yeah. But, 
is. It you is. know, if, it is if, an alien. Well, yeah. So, yeah. so for people like that, well, if we I have those kind that. words and those kinds of things, that's going to help that person, that health provider. You know, we say, hey, everybody work from home, but you can't do that if you're making the electricity happen and if you're keeping the water running and, you know, just the little things we go, hey, everybody stay home except you and except you and except you. And the fact is there are people that need to be out and those who can stay home will, as we all know, flatten the curve, which I believe in. I think it's really smart. But I want to be make sure I'm grace-filled. So thank you for that word. I want to make sure that I have grace towards them at all times. Well, I appreciate you reminding us to thank the people who are out there every day. Yeah. And they don't have the privilege of staying home. So thank yeah. you for that reminder, Paul. Yeah. yeah. Well, Nancy, thank you for all this stuff. I've written down three pages of the things. And when I write my book on overcoming stress, uh, I'll I'll put it at the very end, as Nancy always says. <laughs> so, it'll be it'll be awesome. It'll be a bestseller, and and we'll take you and Ron out for uh, for a bite of dinner or something. <laughs> that sounds perfect, Betty. <laughs> anyway, thank you for what you do and the people you're helping, and and the the fact that you know over the last twenty twenty five years, well, you have twenty years in practice, but ten years to get to that point, ten fifteen years. Oh yeah. And so thank you for all the hard work that put you in a place to be able to share so uh, practically uh, what we need to do. So thank you, Nancy. God bless you and everything you do. My joy. Thank you for having me. We'll see you. Okay. You've just experienced Brave Men with Paul Lewis Cole. Paul is president of the Christian Men's Network. Connect with Paul at cmn.men or write to him at paul at cmn.man.